review, y'all. Jump. The rest of the film. Jump. With my boy, Todd Hastings. Todd Hastings open his bitch. And that new Dylan got broke. Dylan got. So what you got? You know what it is. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the rest review. This week, it's going to be truncated because there's a, a Levi's event going on online and Dylan needs his Wi-Fi to buy more jeans. Fresh Leaves by Justin Timberlake, season three. That's what the website says. That's not a thing. And then there's a closeout sale with a woman in the dumbest pants I've seen in my life. And then she has Marty Janetti's top, for lack of a better... <laughs> description have you re- noticed that fashion now is basically just ring attire from the early 90s wwf yeah you remember a couple of years ago and uh, all the women were wearing bruiser brody's boots for some reason holy shit it didn't put mm-hmm. two and two together a bunch of berserkers a bunch of berserkers that love plan b plan b zerkers i think the plan b zerker is a good idea and i think that that's going to be my indie character Plan B Zerker? Yeah, I'm the Berserker, but I uh, hand out Plan B to the audience. Husk, you can never be too careful. Husk. Everyone knows I'm here to kiss. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this week we're going to talk about a woman who's been through so much. How do we know that? Well, she was a woman in wrestling and retired in 2011 at 31 and then married The Undertaker, this poor, poor woman. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Michelle McCool, or in Dylan's case, Michelle Mc... Mm, fine. <laughs> Here's the fun part. Here's the fun part about this. is You remember when you're sitting there at home, I'm sure you're having a fine brandy as all of the listeners of this podcast do and thinking, why did you guys do Michelle McCool? Well, very, very simple. Here is the explanation. We researched Gerald Briscoe and we researched Michelle McCool. Michelle McCool came back with, I'm going to count now how many pages, 13 pages of (laughs) information on Michelle McCool and four on Gerald Briscoe, former NWA tag team champion, which really does uh, answer the question. Uh, just there's so much more information on anyone now. Anyone. There's as much information on Reno as there is on Gerald Briscoe in ring career wise. Um, I'm going to say this right now. It's also because um, wrestling fans are alpha creeps. Um, oh, yeah, they are. Whatever the incel butt of masturbation is, that's what a wrestling fan is. Incel butt? Ma- oh, you mean uh, instead of no fap, it's extra fap? Yeah, like instead. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's oh, you're in the no <laughs> wanks club. We're in the only wanks club. <laughs> oh, no fap. I'm so much fap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm only fap. I'm mostly fap. Yeah. Also, and. There is a, by the way, a a three point system. If you want to determine if your friend is now uh, an all all right bag of shit, here one of them, by the way, donated by Dylan Gott, and is the most accurate thing ever. Three tweets with no likes or retweets. That that get ready to hear about the flat Earth from that human being so quickly. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the Earth is quite busty. (laughs) Yes, I think it's 
Here's an alt-right guy. Uh, I actually don't masturbate at all. I don't want that energy to leave my body. Women are trying to trick us into having sex with them to avoid our true goals as men. And then here's an, a wrestling fan is, I've given up talking. I only com- communicate through a series of masturbation-induced Morris code. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. Second by the NoFap. And this is pointed out where Dylan, a mutual friend of ours, you're like, oh, that guy's a NoFapper now. And as if it was ordained through an algorithm, he posted a stand-up clip titled, um, uh, white women don't think they have privilege. Will they fucking do? And I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Last Dance with Mary Jane. But it is weird. One time I was like, uh, I, f- I forget some character on TV show. I forget the TV show, but they just, it was like some millennial guy making fun of baby boomers. And then the baby boomer came back with, well, you're all tech addict, ma- tech, tech and masturbation addicted weirdos. And I was like, well, that's pretty, that's also pretty, uh, like, I wonder how much people jacked off before porno. Like a lot. There, do you know how you many? So? How many whorehouses there were? Yeah, that's not jacking off. That's leaving it in. No, 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 no. Like that, but that's just, those are the people with money that can get someone to get it out of them. That, that was the, that was the monthly subscription to browsers of the 1970s. (laughs) Browsers. I mean... Do, who subscribes to them? Who sees a five-minute clip online and is like, "I need more." I know. You know I know I mean? two. Pe- I know. I know two people that do. They must have either a lot of expendable income or a sad little amount of it. Ah, had to cut out Netflix from my. Br- I had to choose between Brazzers and Xbox Live. Guess I don't have an Xbox. <laughs> Both of them have said this. It's stealing if you don't pay for it. To which I say. It's true. Yep. Yep. You're right. And I'm, I'm a Anytime thief. people complain about comedians not getting paid for comedy shows, just look at a video of porn on the internet of like, well, that woman had sex with four guys and I just watched it while paying nothing. Yeah. She's just <laughs> advertising on us clicking on local singles in our area. Yeah. I got a lot more out of it uh, watching that poor lady get pwned by a man named Brutus than anyone's ever gotten out of my jokes about pro wrestling being real fun. <laughs> it's real fun and we're gonna get into the real fun right also now. by the way one last thing uh a mutual comedian friend of ours was um retweeted by a porn star to before the Edinburgh fringe this year and the amount of people that shouldn't have like that clearly followed her account and not his and were aware of it was the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life that's very funny because so many people knew about it not having followed him. And I was just like, well, I know whose Twitter you're monitoring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't, if you do, I guess, follow a uh, porn star on t- online, good for you, I guess. But good, but just, just, just don't look at your phone on the bus. The best. That's also a weirdly Canadian move. What, looking at the phone on the bus? Looking at porn on the phone on a bus or train? I've never seen that in America. I've maybe seen it once in Britain. So often. Really? Like, by so often, I'm going to say 
eight times. <laughs> You've seen. I mean, eight times is too many times, John. To be fair, <laughs> I take the bus a lot, baby. I can think of two separate incidences in Montreal alone. One really? of which wasn't even on a phone; it was on a PSP. It was a giant black ass going up and down on a big wet penis. <laughs> I've never seen that in my life. I've seen people look at Instagram butt models, and I think, "Well, you shouldn't be looking at this." But I don't. I've never seen someone like, "Check it out! This chick's really earning it." Oh, I've seen, porn, full porn, full Toronto, porn. Toronto, definitely Calgary once, I believe. Absolutely. I saw it once in Halifax in like a in a of course se- second oh, cup. in a of course in Halifax. I guarantee that guy left his house and went that's his preferred second cup. That guy was <laughs> that guy was edging with a latte and then he was popping into the disabled toilet to goo it up. <laughs> Gross. Well, we All should right, talk to uh, Michelle Vogel because people yeah. right now are either bored or not bored. So here we go. Michelle McCool, guess how she got into wrestling, John? She loved wrestling so much, and it's all she wanted to do. She actually did like wrestling as a kid, um, it's which so is... N- it's so refreshing to hear, especially from the female counterparts, as opposed to how they usually get into wrestling, which was they were walking within a hundred-mile radius of the state of Connecticut, and a scout from the WWE walked up and was like, Ah, you seem like you weren't abused enough for porn. Come with us. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've always wanted to smell ass. Also, you're in wrestling now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Here's what happens. So both of her parents were uh, teachers. Isn't that nice? It's good stuff. Both of her parents were teachers, but her childhood was fraught with bullying, which is something that she was uh, very, very needed to get used to, especially for her future career as being married to The Undertaker, which meant, I guarantee, John Bradshaw Layfield just went to various towns and started fights with family members of hers. Apparently, most of The Undertaker's, like... (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, the people would just see The Undertaker in... Uh, Whole Foods, and she's just yelling at him like, Mark, Mark, I told you not that turkey, Mark. I'm sorry, Michelle. Don't don't be sorry. Just don't fucking do it again, Mark. So that's when, that was like after the streak ended. He was just like, basically, that was his official retirement was like, well, I'm going to, this old dog's going to rest his dogs and also uh, be yelled at by my wife very publicly. It's refreshing. What I like is the fact that he went vegan and you can tell no one who has anything to do with the WWE likes it because they bring it up now anytime he returns. Yeah, he's on that. De- Jim Ross especially always points out he's of on course, a vegan diet Jim, now. Jim Ross is... Uh, Jim Ross was using vegan as code to mean gay for like 10 years, and now he actually has to say it in the microphone. With and, we're in ye- and by the way, we're in year eight. Uh, let's say this. Let's say, let's say maybe uh, he's vegan, except for all that cocky sucks. <laughs> That's what he wants to say on AEW. Yeah, you're just a big fucking fuck there you. you. Go. No, yeah, complete the thought. 
That was not what you were going to say, John. What were you going to say, John? I'm uh, Jim Ross, and I don't use that language anymore after uh, Mr. Tony Khan sent me in a room and said, if you call so a brunette or whatchamacallits one more time, James, you're out on your ass. Uh, the light whore and the dark whore are going to wrestle. They have names. Yeah, I called them a dark whore. Yeah, dark whore. Dark whore, light whore. My God, Austin's in there. Clean house of the whores, Austin. Anyway. Whores, whores. <laughs> so Michelle McCool came into uh, WWE as a part of the 2004 Diva Search. Uh, she came in seventh, losing to Christy Hemme. And what I'm going to do right now is something I for sure should have done uh, before this podcast. But I'm going to look up everyone in the 2004 Diva Search because we talked about this previously. But this is when they were like, just. Just go say whatever you want on TV. And then a lot of them uh, did, did that. And you got phrases such as come guzzling whore on television. But here we go. Here is some of the people that were in the 2004 Diva Search. Was, uh, of course, Michelle McCool. Maria Canellas also got hired. Joy Giovanni, who was hired for a short bit. Uh, and... Do-do-do-do-do-do... Dylan, not prepared, not prepared for the show Dylan got. Doesn't care, but your Patreon money donate more, cause John does. John does. I for everyone. Amy Weber, know. who I thought was. Oh, Amy Weber was. Uh, what's her name? Uh, the one with the mole. Yeah, mole lady, and she later. Uh, wasn't happy with the that. pay and basically the environment. So JBL bullied her out of wrestling. So that's four. Candice Michelle also. So that's five people. Um, yeah, we had five people come out of the uh, Diva Search. And the rest of them, of course, probably live happy lives. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure, you know, they just wake up every day and uh, have a nice cup of coffee and get on with their lives. And the rest of them live uh, have horrors that they remember from time to time. Hey, Michelle, do you want to go to Pittsburgh? I can't go to Pittsburgh, Mark. That's where the darkness happened. Okay, fine. Keep on fucking driving, Mark. Don't look me in the fucking eyes, Mark. Okay. Can I put on my theme song? No, you can't put on your fucking theme song. We're listening to Natalia's theme song. Mark, Mark, who beat you at WrestleMania 20? You, you know, you know, who, it was me, Mark. I beat you. <laughs> yeah. She beat the shit out of him. Anyway, all right, so she loses to Christy Hemme, blah, blah, blah. She's brought up on TV for a hot minute. To defend Heidenreich against Eminem and Melina's verbal attacks. Then she was, of course, sent back down to WWE's uh, developmental territory, uh, be it in Deep South Wrestling or Ohio Valley Wrestling. Booyah. She makes her main roster debut on June 2nd, 2006, as a sexy teacher gimmick. John, do you remember this? I absolutely don't remember any of this whatsoever. I do I love, either. by the way... That they said real life experiences as a teacher, although if you go into her history, her parents were teachers. Her experience was she was a kid near her parents. 
Yep, she was a kid near her parents. She, of course, <laughs> this feud led to. Uh, so she has a feud with uh, Jillian Hall, who was the aforementioned Amy Weber, Ashley Massaro, and Crystal Marshall, which led to a fatal four-way match. And what type of match was that, John? Broad panties, of course. It's 2006. <laughs> it's no way that they're going to be athletes. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. You goddamn not men get in the goddamn ring and lose. Um, Vince, do you... Vince, do you not know what women are called? That's right. <laughs> there's men and then there's backup men. Yeah, there's men and then there's small men. You're a small man. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, anything under five foot six is a woman to Vince. <laughs> he, he believes Maria Canellas, being that she's 5'8", is a man. Mm, and he thinks Rey Mysterio Jr. is his son. He thinks Rey Mysterio Jr. and Hornswoggle are the same person. Why did X-Pac start wearing a skirt? That's Maria Canellis. Oh, that's X-Pac. Ah, Hornswoggle. Why don't you go do the 619? <laughs> so soon after, she's the uh, valet for a team of Casey, James, and Idle Stevens. I have no memory of any of this. So when I read this, I thought, okay, well, they were in OVW. Nope. They uh, feuded with Brian Kendrick and Paul London for the tag titles. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen a picture of Casey James and Idol Stevens? No. We'll look at one now, baby. Let's do it. More podcast. More classic podcast stuff. Idol Stevens. Casey James, first thing that comes in, Vine. (laughs) 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 Yeah, buddy. Casey James and Idol Stevens. One of them kind of looks like, like what's his face? It looks like Bobby Eaton and, oh my God, Johnny Swinger had a tag team. It it looks like Bobby Eaton and um, uh, Damian Mizdow. That is very true. Bobby Eaton and Damian, which would have been a great team. But Casey James and Idol Stevens, the teacher's pets, who, by the way, didn't have matching gear. <laughs> they just No, we all know how I feel about that. I fucking hate when tag teams don't have matching gear. It's the most stupid thing in the entire world. But you can't do it in the WWE because if you give them matching gear, Vince is going, they're not a tag team now. They're a gang. Get them off. So here's a good one. Is uh, Soon she's in the company, Michelle McCool is, and she's got a... I would say a weird thing where she has a lot of weird physical ailments that befall her. So she's hospitalized with an enlarged kidney, a broken sternum, and an electrolyte imbalance. She has a medical issue where her body flushes out sodium, falling ill, uh, just flushes out all the sodium, and she's... Oh, by the way, do you want to know why Idol Stevens looks like Damien Sandow? Why? Because it is. we're losers and is that bobby eaton that is also bobby eaton yeah okay good casey james is bobby eaton yeah bobby needed a couple more bucks for his kids college fund so he just did push-ups for the first time in his life and stopped smoking menthols and switched to charcoal tips and that's That's what he looks like after that and then he got in a bit better shape yeah that, that was the implied joke explain the jokes you idiot so she was on a makeshift drip made from a coat hanger because they were on tour in the UK. 
and that is for sure because she is a independent contractor and she didn't want to pay medical insurance. So she couldn't go to the hospital. YOLO. Oh, God. Do you, I guarantee the Undertaker still won't let her get medical insurance because he's like, that's socialism. Hey, this is my yard, and you're not getting medical insurance in my yard. Anyway, let's listen to one of my theme songs, Michelle. Shut the fuck up, Mark. Okay, I'll just be looking down. <laughs> You've been around. My yard is my yard. Cool. When did, was, when did The Undertaker know he fell in love with Michelle McCool? Uh, her 11th birthday. <laughs> That's... Jerry Lawler, he said he saw her through a football well. Oh, God, that's even creepier than anything Jerry Lawler said. Ah, she's competitive. Yeah, your arms really work good. She's competitive. (laughs) She's competitive. (laughs) You got to treat it like a shoot. Do you think when he he invited uh, her to make intercourse, he walked up and said, you want to do it? Do I do I? <laughs> do you think when he flushes the toilet in his uh, house instead of flushing, it just goes, "This is my yard." <laughs> this is my yard. I guarantee, for the first few years after he stopped uh, being part of active duty, before he walked into every room, he would just yell, "Dead man walking." Dead man walking. He still has the best comeback. Like. What? Yeah, you say what again? Your mom fucks people. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, it's it's better because I think it's I think it was uh, whoever says what kisses their mamas. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> so you say what again? You kiss your mom. <laughs> this is my yard. Here, <laughs> here's the thing with the Undertakers, like especially the American badass decade. That no one talks about is that just he basically came back and was not like it was like he never wrestled before in his life. Like Dead Man Undertaker has always been better than American Badass Undertaker was just like I'm gonna get fat now. <laughs> yeah, you like she Michelle can, can do all the lifts and I'm gonna do the sitting. Is there some sort of bulk deal I can get on uh, leather shirts? This is my yard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to buy this town so that sometimes I can go over to your yard and say it's my yard. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, um, Michelle McCool has the same issues every lady had with the creative, which was they wouldn't let her wrestle and, or wear a whole shirt and when she did wrestle, it was always in a short skirt. She basically also is always getting accused of just because she's in the ring with the... Sorry, in a relationship with The Undertaker, um, she's getting accused of being featured more prominently when in reality, she's not being featured at all. She's just fucking, you know... She's just a lady. She's one of the ladies wearing a dress who then the dress gets ripped off. And then everyone and then when that happens, everyone on the roster is like, She's she's got it so good in that mud match outside in the woods Vince yeah. booked. 
She's got it so good being a woman in wrestling in the middle 2000s. So much respect. And, of course, she has to just buy so much extra luggage because uh, a man whose grandfather was also a wrestler keeps wet shitting on her clothes. (laughs) What does he do with the pee? That's what I've always wanted to know. So if you're shitting, you also have to be talking about Randy Orton, of course. (laughs) Of course. Does he also piss in the bag? Or does he shit somewhere else, deposit the shit in the bag? Or does he shit like near a sink so he's pissing into the sink or urinal? Like, I'm so confused. I think he has a blender. He pees. He pees <laughs> in the blender. He mixes it together. And then he just pours it on people. And then he goes, uh, from anywhere. <laughs> from anywhere. This is... Michelle Mokul's yard. She's the Divas champion. She's repackaged as the All-American Diva. I remember this because they were the dumbest uh, vignettes I'd ever seen for any character. First Divas champion ever. She was the first Divas champion ever. They actually do a cool angle later on the episode we'll have to talk about, which is her and Laycool. But we should also talk about this. Um, She... Gets a major concussion um, from Victoria, uh, where Victoria uh, does her finishing move, the Widow's Peak, but forgets to lock um, Michelle McCool's arms, and she really gets a bad concussion, which stinks, because every time I've seen, uh, like, Lita had a really bad concussion as well, and it's, like, it's one thing to get a really bad concussion in a match where you're fighting for a title and it's back and forth and it's such a competitive match. Can you imagine being heavily concussed and like a loser has to suck a dick match or whatever? (laughs) How did you get your concussion? Well, I was in a uh, gravy in a kiddie pool inside a lube Olympic pool inside of a steel cage match. And unfortunately, it wasn't as secure as I hoped for. (laughs) So she's all packaged with the All-American Diva. Some of these uh, vignettes uh, included Michelle McCool uh, rollerblading. <laughs> and then some of the other ones included, that's pretty much it. She would just rollerblade and be like, I'm Michelle McCool. And The Undertaker would come and just lick the screen. He licked every screen. He had to buy a new desktop computer every time he saw it because he was like, num, 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 my yard tastes good. Yeah, 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 yeah. How I was unclear of when they started dating. They started dating shortly after uh, the Undertaker was taking care of her on that UK tour, uh, which is also known as Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, we're in Ireland, also known as Undertaker's petting ground. I assume it's like most of this is just like she probably started. Uh, I have no idea why. They started dating, and I don't <laughs> stop myself from saying anything that's really dumb. But yeah, I don't know, man. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Oh, I don't know. Just only in a situation where, like, you have no friends outside of work would a, someone like that date someone like The Undertaker. It seems like one of those weird things where... I don't know, man. Because apparently that's what the weird thing was. When he was talking to her, he never talked to any... Buddy. He never talked to any of the female uh, roster at all just because he didn't want it to be misconstrued as, you know, hitting on them or whatever. Dave Batista, on the other hand, YOLO. 
Of course, uh, he never talked to anyone. Why would I talk to someone when I could just sit here and drink Jack Daniels gargling it for no reason? <laughs> yeah, that was another thing where she was like, stop drinking so much. And he was like, okay, Michelle. And she's like, you feel that? Yes, Michelle. That's my finger in your dick hole. Okay, Michelle. This is not sexual. Now bury yourself. <laughs> this is power. Literally dig a hole and go in it. Yes, Michelle. This is my yard. No, it's not. Do you think that Michelle... Do you think that McCool, Michelle McCool cucked The Undertaker by um, riding Paul Bear in front of him and just kept being like, oh, he's putting his ashes in my urn? <laughs> I think that Michelle McCool and The Undertaker are like one of those couples that shows up and at first you think, oh, what's that like, you know, ex-biker doing with that prom queen? And then you watch them interact and you're like, oh, this guy needs to, this guy... This guy's getting yelled at all over the place. But it's one of those things where also he was such a drunk at the start of the relationship. She has to ride him like he's a child. It's. Pro- I'm just saying they're probably an issue at a party. Like everyone's talking and laughing. And then she goes, Mark, what did I say about elbows on the table? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. No, Michelle. Look the, look the fuck down, Mark. Look the fuck down. You missed a beat, though, is that it's. There's no I'm sorry. It's I guarantee he then gives back not your table. Like something something that's a weird actual kind of excuse like uh not your no, table. Yeah, not your fucking table. What what was that tone? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Chew it. Did you like how it chewed, Mark? Spit it out. You don't get to swallow it. Can I just swallow the steak? No, you fucking can't. Okay, I don't think he takes yard. it. Like, I think that he, I think he gives as good as he gets. Okay. Well, we got to, let's stalk uh, the Undertaker and Michelle McCool and see how they interact then. I mean, I already am, baby. So, the all-American diva, Michelle McCool. Why is she angry? Well, because her re-debut Michelle McCool, she's no longer a teacher. She's, she's being taken seriously. She's been she's she began accompanying her on-screen friend Chuck Palungo during his matches against Jamie Noble. After a series of matches, Noble won a date with McCool after pinning Palumbo. So that's how that works. <laughs> I like it so far. Hey, I want to fight you so bad I'll put a woman on the line. Good for her. Palumbo accidentally elbowed McCool, causing her to suffer a concussion. The partnership dissolved, of course, uh, when McCool refused to accept the apology. She then went on to compete in a series of matches with Victoria, Eve Torres, Maurice, and Cherry. Remember that? Deuce Domino and Cherry? To determine SmackDown's top yes. diva. Yes. She's not that good at wrestling, but she is athletic. Like, that's a lot of... It's, it's kind of a weird Molly Holly situation. Fuck. I fucking forgot all of this. Yeah. Okay, go, keep going. Tell me more of this tale. Ooh, this tale. Um, so on Jan- July fourth, two thousand eight, episode. Uh, sorry, the episode of SmackDown. Michelle McCool won a Golden Dreams match. That's where you have to pee the clearest to face Natalia to determine the first WWE Divas Championship at the Great American Bash at the event on July twenty. Of course, Michelle McCool, as John said, defeated Natalia to become the inaugural. Divas, Divas champion. champion. So weirdly, 
this is she Michelle McCool. It sounds weird, but she was the Bella Twins before the Bella Twins because the Bella Twins got a lot of flack for basically, you know, uh, Nikki dating John Cena and Brie dating Daniel Bryan, and that's the only reason they were successful. Uh, Michelle McCool literally took the women's part off of the women's title and now makes it the Divas Championship, which means you can, you know, you can have it contested in a uh this is a, just a chocolate cage match where you have to eat your way through and then the winner gets to scissor the other winner because you have to scissor no matter what i do wonder if uh they change it to divas world champions so that they could get away with putting the belt on men from time to time oh do you think that was one of the <laughs> And you should be able to put him on a uh, gay guy because he's a woman. <laughs> what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or foreign man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Divas Championship, women, the gays, and of course, the Italians. Uh, the Italians are losers. The French and the Italians are divas, too. If you go at the end of your fucking talking. <laughs> Of course, Natty was awesome in the ring, and Michelle McCool still talks to Natty to this day. How old was Natty at this point? So she would have been what, like, probably she was probably nineteen, and they were already calling her old. Oh, I remember that storyline. Look at this old whore; she's twenty-one. Yeah, old enough to buy beer, not old enough to get my cum. Jerry Lawler said every day to her when microphones were off. Ha ha! I'm sure that Natalia probably isn't. Like, Jerry Lawler can't call the match because he's too busy vomiting when he, she's on. It's so old. It's so old. Ew. Is it, is, is it 30? Disgusting. Uh, it's, it's a mothball woman, he would exclaim. <laughs> from his room of Coca-Cola uh, merchandise. Also, if and when the WWE Network does a surviving R. Kelly documentary which is about jerry lawler which i guarantee they will do and it's probably why they're keeping him in the company it's just like well we got to make some documentaries outing pedophile money at some point so keep jerry on the fucking line no the um, jerry lawler stuff that will come out like will be impossible by which i mean like people are going to be like well you just don't understand and do you know what I mean? Like it, all of most wrestling podcasts will be shut down. Like, all right, so uh, not most wrestling podcasts. Any wrestling podcast involving an ex wrestler will be completely shut down after that because they all, to a man, will be like, "No, you don't understand. Uh, it was fine back then." The age of those will start talking about the age of consent. Like Jer Jim Cornette will be deplatformed when Jerry Lawler gets officially charged. Oh, I guarantee he won't. I guarantee that he'll just be too busy going. He's the king. He's the goddamn king. Well, fuck if you can't. Well, if you can draw in Memphis two Fridays in a row, who gives a shit? Who are you? Fuck. Yeah, you. Guess what? Back in Memphis, we didn't have no fucking cunt fucking ID. We just fucking fucking... Well, it's a woman, so that's fine. Anyway, now I'm going to complain about how arm drags aren't as good as they used to be. 
and I don't care if you're pedophile, no one. Two things you need to know about you fucking cunt is uh, Vince Russo is a <laughs> pedophile. And if you're good at wrestling, it's fine to be a pedophile. <laughs> That's the second thing. God, what a terrible man. All right, we're going to take a break after this, but check this out. Michelle McCool turns heel. The world has changed. She lost the Divas Championship to Maurice. Then she wins it back from Gail Kim. It's that weird time when uh, Michelle McCool goes from the All-American Diva to the Taliban Diva. (laughs) Muhammad Hassan McCool. Yes. Well, that would make sense. He was feuding with The Undertaker at the time. <laughs> yeah, well, and then she joined Muhammad Hassan because that's sick. So what we're going to do is uh, there's there's two years left in Michelle McCool's career, and we're going to talk about Lay Cool, which is the final two years of her career, because uh, that's how much uh, how long her career is <laughs> after the break. Pissing me. I've been uh, I've been sl- I've been putting a cup on my skin mound where my dick is so it actually makes my cock bigger that's the start of this ad oh please go to patreon.com backslash wrestler review and donate and donate to us five dollars gets you exclusive access to our patreon feed and episodes ahead of time for 25 bucks you can select a wrestler to review one guy did buck zoom off who's a pedophile rapist and we still reviewed him god damn it we have no allegiances go to patreon to hear the buck zoom off episode also known as the time where two friends are pushed to the fucking edge <laughs> yo 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 patreon.com backslash rest review or rate us on itunes subscribe throw yourself out a fucking window who gives a shit the year is 2009 i've just moved to toronto Ooh. You're two, you're 24. How old are you? You're 24. What are we looking at here? You, actually, you look the same. Still can't grow a beard at all. Long body, short legs. Yeah. Uh, here's me. I'm 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 decked out in the finest caviar. I wear caviar on my body, and I eat diamonds. That's how I've always done it, and I'm still doing it Dylan here. Dylan has for sure popped his cherry behind a sheet that didn't go all the way to the ground uh, near television personality Bobby Mayer. I'm gonna. S- Yes. I'm going to guess two years beforehand, and then the Toronto area was subjected to what has only been described as a comma hurricane. Yes. Flip phones are still around. Fine. Totally fine. You're calling people on a flip phone, you're texting. It takes a long time. Some people figured out how to do it very quickly. And those people just have that talent, and they'll never be able to use it again. 2000 and like it wasn't until 2011 when people really started using the smartphone. It wasn't until the late end of Lay Cool where people thought, you know what, Lay Cool's done. This truly is a new day for technology. So, <laughs> so this is what Michelle McCool says about the founding of Lay Cool. It all just kind of happened. They randomly put Layla and I together in some match, and we were pretty good friends at that point but we weren't near as close as how we ended up before I left. Booyah. They just, they kind of were just rammed together and did an okay job. But in the grand scheme of Michelle McCool's career, uh, that's this is the most affecting thing. Do you remember Lay Cool at all, John? Not a fucking wisp. You don't remember them at all? Not at all. So they were just... 
jer- there were jerks. They were kind of. You know what the funny thing is? They were a lot like the beautiful people in TNA, and now in Ring of Honor, but just not as good at it. That's what it was. It's weird. I remember. Oh no, that's because it's it's uh, Carlito Caribbean cool. Is Kaiki being like? Did they even go? That is because you were not cool. But I was like, no, that was Carlito. I don't remember these guys. Like so much of this, I just don't remember. I feel crazy. So this is. This is going to sound weird, but this is when Double Stamp Erase It women are the bathroom break on the show. So, like, a lot of times they'll just come out and have a match. For sure. And there's no, there's no storyline. They're just there so that you can go to the bathroom. That sounds awful, I'm sure, to some ears, but that is the truth. And that is the weird thing about women's wrestling having this crazy revolution is that now... There is no defined intermission in the show for people to just stop watching and do something else. Wrestling has always functionally had intermissions, and now no one knows what the true intermission is. I know that sounds weird, but they literally need a division where it's like, these guys are the bathroom division. You can go to the bathroom during this. Please stop paying attention for 10 minutes. It is uh, time for uh, Dylan and John to uh, try to learn how to edit a video on uh, GarageBand on their phone in real time. I mean, I guarantee that Michelle McCool has used Undertaker as if he was a toilet. I I still think they're just like, uh, they remind me of just like a, a suburban couple with a kid and the Undertaker is really worried that the child is going to be gay. And he also wants it to be real manly, but he's also not that manly. That's really good stuff. Like, he wants it to be manly, but doesn't, like, he's not connected the dots and figured out that he's in live theater. Yeah, he does. Yes. And then one day the kid will be like, but I mean, dad, you're, you're in theater. And he's like, no, I'm in, I'm a biker. Uh, no. And I'm dead. <laughs> dead. No, I guarantee you. He'll be like, okay. He dad. would lead with, I'm dead. No, I'm dead. No, I'm dead. I'm a zombie biker man. This is my yard. I guarantee that he keeps kayfabe in the house. I hope he does. No, I can't eat that because I'm dead. (laughs) Just eat the fucking chopsticks. Yeah. No, I won't eat the pork chops. I'm dead. Let me be real right now. I guarantee that The Undertaker heard Jordan Peterson speak and then was just like, I don't like that this guy's ripping off my views. And then his wife full <laughs> full on punched him in the face and just said, you will respect other people, Marcus. And he just went, ah, oh, fine. This is my yard. So just guess what, John? We're going to talk more about Michelle McCool. Are you I mean, excited? I'm not even a bit, but keep going. You don't remember Piggy James? Oh, what was Piggy James? That's what they called Mich- James. Uh, Mickey James fat and called her Piggy James, and then they made fun of her. They sang uh, Old MacDonald Has a Farm. They uh, get, they started making fun of her, calling her Porky Pig. Of course I remember all this. I get, I can, you can watch the clips back, and you can hear a man in his then late, late 60s laughing his ass off. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a man laughing the whole time. Uh, it's not really sold as like, oh, this is what she's doing is bad. It's like, you got to hand it to her. That chick is fat. <laughs> and the insanity of calling Mickey James fat during this period. It's fucking crazy, dude. Like, it's fucking crazy. Not because 
of calling Mickey James fat, and then she goes on this giant speech about like body image and whatever. While the three women that are there cheer uh, during one speech before they kick Mickey, or sorry, before Mickey basically signs with uh, TNA at that time. But the reality of it is, any woman watching this developed an eating disorder immediately because. <laughs> Michelle McCool was, is, you know, there's no wrong way to make a human being, but is a coat rack. <laughs> like, she, she's seven foot tall and five pounds. Yes, but not, they don't, they didn't hit her right. So Vince McMahon thinks she weighs 200,000 pounds. <laughs> That's true, though. Um, also, Michelle McCool has some of the weirdest stories ever. Of just her time in wrestling that is in the research we've been handed, including my favorite story. You know, we've always had one of those silly Halloween costumes. We always knew we were going to end up in some type of costume for Halloween. It never fails, and they never tell us until the week before. So we're normally out buying costumes on the road. And I think it was during the year uh, she was a sumo wrestler. Everyone remembers that. But I... um, was at the mall and saw this costume for a giant male genitalia. It was huge. It blew me away from head to toe. That means a cock. Yeah, she's she's talking about what I got and what Dylan wants. Ooh, yeah, she's talking about pussy. Shit. Uh, I remember sending her a text saying, I... um, I dare you to wear this. She said, oh, my God, I'll totally do it. So we bought it, brought it to TV, and we had a rehearsal that afternoon. No, wait. It was the year she was a banana. So we go through her so without telling her right before we come out, she puts on the male genitalia costume, and I literally about wet myself. It was the funny thing I've ever seen. The boss's face, the boy's face, is going to say, we shouldn't have even had a rehearsal because it was pointless. After she came out in that, she was told she had better not come out in that later. So we ended up going out in a banana suit, which is great. She just lives to make people laugh. That was about... It was Victoria, Victoria right? who she calls Lisa, which I assume is Victoria's... Re- Laura, Victoria wore a dick costume, and here's how much Vince McMahon does not like women, is that he was like, get that fucking thing off now. When it, If that was Randy Orton who did that, like, you're the world champ, baby! Unless <laughs> that guy loves shitting and cock jokes, then a lady does it. Like, women aren't funny. They are tits. Now get Yeah, I, gu- I guarantee his problem with that was w- which man told you to wear that. Uh, a woman did. A woman told you about a penis now i know you didn't come up with that on yeah. your own this is too many moving parts to be the result of a lady work like it's just oh god the fucking wwf is tough <laughs> yeah so yeah this is uh great stuff lay cool wins the feud against piggy james reinforcing that if you're 110 pounds that's bad if you're a woman eat yourself to death and also have huge jobs. that's good that's all i ask that's good Lay Cool starts uh, being accompanied by Vicky Guerrero to the ring. And I'll tell you this, Vicky Guerrero, of course, makes them like borderline a main event draw. Yeah. Because that's what she does. Vicky Guerrero is one of the best natural performers in the history of wrestling. And Lay Cool, I mean, they're fine. But, you know, definitely them leaving... And doing the, but it's the same character that every female heel always has. They always have the character of like, we're hot and you're not. That's it. It's all anyone's had until recently. But it's also Vicky Guerrero was the greatest heel of the last 30 years. Uh, it's interesting what you say about like, yeah, it's like, we're pretty and you're shitty. <laughs> Put your pussy in the dirt. <laughs> Shove your dirt. Shove the dirt in your cut. Shove the dirt 
Shove that dirt. What is interesting about wrestling in this era is it makes part of the reason why everyone loves ladies wrestling now is it seems so fresh and interesting because it was so crazy when people were still like, ah, go to the bathroom that they don't remember how insane it was. Um, yeah, they don't remember just like the zero time that the writers put into these guys. And so this is fun because uh, Michelle McCool, she's the women's champion at Extreme Rules and she beats Beth Phoenix in what type of match? Oh, no, sorry. Beth Phoenix beats her in what type of match? I'm going to say a best two out of three titties shown. Somehow worse. It's called an extreme makeover match, and cosmetics products were legal as weapons. How is that? Oh, God. <laughs> so make her eat a bunch of makeup, and then she's unconscious. My God, she got hit with a barber chair. My God. Although that would be very funny if, like, oh, the cause that's an extreme makeover match, and you think, oh, that's cute. And then uh, you just, and then Beth Phoenix just, like, immediately punches her, and her teeth fall out of her face, and then she just rams a bunch of, makes her drink a bunch of nail polish remover, and she dies, and Beth Phoenix pins her. <laughs> drink it. Drink it, you fucking A bunch cunt. of that blue stuff barbers put the combs in. Night, night, slut. Night, night. <laughs> And it's just like all the, the announcers are just sitting there like, oh my god, why didn't we plan for this? Turns out there's a lot of poisons and Beth Phoenix has poisoned Olive Lay Cool. Coming up next, Randy Orton is going to make them all drink As pee. As Lay Cool was convulsing, <laughs> they just played the Elephant's Marching, marching song. <laughs> Play that elephant song. We need to make this yeah. thing good. I know it all right. Here's something fun. Rosa Mendez asks to join Laycool. Laycool says, fuck off. That's good stuff. They do a cool thing. What I think is cool is uh, the Layla and Michelle McCool hold the title at the exact same Why time. Why do you think this is kind cool? Of a weird I hate fr- this shit. Explain to me what you like about it. Uh, it's like what uh, the ch- the title is whatever, so who cares is what I like oh, about okay. it. So you, you're just a fucking, you're part of the problem. You're a Russo, not a cornet. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm a Russo. I believe that there should be a democracy. You're a cornet. You believe that women shouldn't even have... No, no. Everyone should just use the same bathroom. If you're going to be a fucking cunt with a loser between your legs, dig a hole outside, you bitch. Everyone should be in the same bathroom with walls <laughs> one toilet. with doors. Hey, man, I believe in... Not only do I believe in gender-fluid bathrooms, I don't believe... This thing should be one toilet, and everyone has to stand and watch the other person shit or piss and go, that was good. How far into, have you ever, how much of oh, watching someone shit have you actually done live in person? Uh, Full? Who have you watched take a full shit? JP Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> he was shitting, and I needed to go to work. <laughs> he was staying at my place, and I was like, ah, it's not that bad. And then I was like, it is that bad. <laughs> And then I just shaved in the kitchen sink and went to work. It was a good time. So you showered while I assume a a man who smoked inside shit in your bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't shower. I shaved. Wow. Someone needs to work on their listening. Um, was Zim- Nimrod Zach also there? <laughs> <laughs> Nimrod Zach was yes. Nimrod Zach was there. We were hanging out. Me and Nimrod Zach. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I love Nimrod, Zach. Anyway, so they, Laycool then goes into a feud with Natalia. Uh, of course, Layla ends up turning on Michelle McCool. 
and they are doing a lot of like two-on-one matches for the Divas Championship, such as they feud with Veda Phoenix over it, they feud with Natalia over it, and uh, they have some fun angles on screen. They uh, they feud with uh, Snooki, which of was course. good. He could do. I remember watching that match. Snooki had uh, a bunch of backflips they could do. That was good, and. Layla, of course, beats Michelle McCool in a loser leaves WWE match. And the reason why Michelle McCool stopped wrestling is the reason why everyone should stop. Instead of that point where you're like, I don't really like this anymore. I think I'm going to switch careers. People do this all the time. Some people stay in their career and then eventually just get laid off and uh, are sad. Or you get someone like Michelle McCool who goes, you know what? I'm going to stop this. I'm going to change my life so I can have fun and look back on this fondly. And she has. She is a mother now, and uh, she has a child with uh, Dead Man Walking, with Dead Man Inc., with uh, This Is My Yard. With the, the Devil's Undertaker. Favorite Demon, which is also the name of his daughter, by the way. That Really? Yeah. Um, uh, Chris Jenkins here. Um, Devil's Favorite Demon Calloway here. That's... Uh, that's that's actually uh, Kane, though. Oh. Kane is the devil's oh, favorite can demon. All of you here in the background that Dylan's just getting a phone call from 2008? Her actual, her actual name is uh, Lady Undertaker Bearer. Because Paul Bearer is his dad, right? So so that's the real name of his daughter is Lady Undertaker Bearer. John. Yes, Dylan. What's your favorite thing about Michelle McCool? She was a really good wrestler. She was not a really good wrestler. She was an athletic Performer. Yeah, she was an exciting, fun wrestler. That's good. In this time, that's 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 a lot. That goes a long way. Yeah, I mean, she was near the top of the card, and I'd say the uh, best thing about her is uh, probably Lay Cool, and the worst thing is her whole uh, her whole uh, Piggy James storyline. Uh, not because not because obviously the storyline of like you're a chunk and we're hot. That storyline is whatever. There's ways you can do it that are fine, but the way they did it is literally just like, <laughs> and you're fat, and you're a loser, and we win. And then there's never anyone that gets revenge on them for being assholes. The people that get revenge on them are women that are also thin. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to call a girl fat and then she runs away and cries, no stress. But, like, a big girl should have come out and then just... Rip their heads off their bodies, and then you would have been like, "Okay, well, that was you shouldn't talk shit if you can't." You know well, what that's I mean? why Awesome Kong was never going to get far in the WWE because Vince McMahon probably would have just kept trying to get her to walk upstairs. Can you do it? Well, Awesome Kong also immediately got pregnant. <laughs> that's true, which is sick. And they were talking about how unprofessional it was that she was pregnant or something. It was, it was insane. What's your what's the worst thing about Michelle McCool, you fucking dick? I'm going to assume the ritualistic abuse she suffered at the hand of her male counterparts at the WWE. And also that she was booked, oh, she was signaled out and uh, and hazed because she fell in love with The Undertaker. Like, that was the main thing that caused her to hate wrestling was the fact that everyone was just like, you only got that because of him, you bitch. Yeah, I mean, that's probably it. That was probably the biggest detractor for her career is there, she's just known as The Undertaker's girlfriend which is like i don't know how you would you would have had to be very established in wrestling to not just be the undertaker's girlfriend like you know what i mean like the only you the legitimately you would have had to have been as established as like trish stratus or lita like maybe been on the roster for like four years 
and be respected before that's not completely who are you are defined by. You know what I mean? Like, imagine there's, like, an undercard talent, some weird dude who just came out of the Performance Center, but he's, like, marrying Charlotte Flair. He'd obviously just be known as that anyway. Okay, cool. That was, uh, that was certainly an episode, goddammit. Michelle McCool, she, uh, maybe the least remarkable career in the history of professional wrestling. It all just kind of happened. Here's Michelle McCool's career in in a couple of words. I like wrestling. I still like wrestling. I don't like wrestling. Yep, that's pretty much it. Thank you very much for listening, you fucking losers. Please join us on Patreon.com backslash Wrestler Review. Oh, we'll have wrestler. some episodes up he for there. He said Wrestler. It's Wrestler. Wrestler Review. Wrestler Review. No, it isn't. It's Wrestler. Join us on Twitter and Instagram at Wrestler Review and on Facebook, the Wrestler Review Podcast. John, do you have anything to plug, 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 plug? Uh, I will, but not yet because I didn't sign the contract thing yet. Ooh, cool. John has a contract yeah. to sign. All my shows are on dylangot.net, dylangot.net backslash shows. Join us on there and fuck you guys. Suck our dicks. Ooh.